Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hotcast. I am your host, Ruben Tish, and I am joined, as always, by RJ. RJ? What, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell, man? Uh, I, I am... I am infuriated. Um, we are recording this basically right at the final whistle of the fire's loss to Vancouver. And RJ, when when I'm just laughing when Frank Klopas was announced as the interim head coach and that they were going to leave him there for the rest of the season. This kind of stuff is what I have been afraid of. This was a Frank Klopas game. Um, They wasted the first half by going to a back three and essentially screwing up everything that this club has been good at over the last two months of the season. And it's unbelievable. What? Okay. I mean, Um, I mean, well, yes, uh, this game was on Colpus. It, it it really was. I mean, with the with the Galaxy game, I don't know if we'll touch upon that, but that was mostly that boils down to the fire, really, or to the players of the fire, I should say. But right. you know, this 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 Vancouver game, which should have been winnable, absolutely. And it, it's and you can see it. Like the first half was just a struggle to they watch. Did, they didn't play. It they didn't play. It was like usually Shakiri and Mirinhale Selassie are on sync with one, you know, with one with another. But it, it they were just all. I mean, Shakiri just couldn't find the space just yeah. to properly link up, and then it that was actually the most jarring part, to be quite honest. For me, that was that was really jarring, and that was really. It wasn't really depressing to watch, per se, but it was really tough to watch. The the w- When I saw the lineup, my first reaction is, what the hell is Frank Klopas doing? Um, putting Ma- uh, Mauricio Pineda at right back instead of playing Arno Suke or Jonathan Dean. Um, and and without seeing or understanding anything, it, it felt like um, that... This he he's doing to Mauricio Pineda what he did to Harry Ship, which is play him out of position and and turn him from a promising young player into just a guy, which is what happened with Harry Ship. Yeah, that's true. But you know, I also have to give Pineda, which by the way, congratulations on your hundredth fire game. If you're yes. listening to this for some reason, yeah. But but Pineda is more versatile than Ship. I mean, you can say Ship is arguably, of course, the better player, but. Pineda is definitely the more versatile player out of the two. However, it was not if, that. Yeah, it, it was not that. It was because of the back three. I honestly believe, you know, under regular, uh, under a proper formation, Pineda could actually be a right back, but not as a back three. Sure. Because he's doing way too well, much. Well, he he played the the middle. He played the center, which is wrong, yeah. by the way. That, that's that got to be Tehran there. 
if you're playing a back three, first of all. Second of all, why are you ruining all of the good communication and chemistry? Like, even in the L.A. game, the defense played well. And in the other loss that they had against Orlando, the defense played well until, you know, there was the red card in in the L.A. game. And then, um, you know, it, it, we talked about, you know, the Orlando game last week, it, but but the defense played well. What the hell are you doing? Like, and, and, and plus, why are you playing a back three when your opponent has Richie Larea out on the wing who can just take advantage of that space in behind that you are gifting him? And then you've got Gold and White splitting because there's just space in the middle because your back three has to stretch so far. It's mind-numbingly stupid. You're the angry one here for once. Oh, I think yeah. I think the fire have finally broke Ruben. <laughs> yeah. I I don't I don't I don't know. I I genuinely am am flabbergasted about what we saw in the first forty five minutes. Tonight. And then you know, yeah. Then when when Klopas finally realized, like, oh, maybe this isn't working out after all. The, the fire, re, they played competently, but not. It, it was already by then. It was already too late. Sure, but but like it, the first twenty minutes of the second half was so much better, right? Yeah. Just just on a base competency level. The players knew where they had to be. They, uh, I, I mean, defensively, I'm, I'm sort of talking about the back six here with the two mm-hmm. holding midfielders in the back four. They knew where they had to be. And even when they got beat, they knew where to go to keep a strong back line. They knew how to defend properly. And look, that Vancouver team didn't score in the second half. Because they knew what they were doing. And then, obviously, they sort of backed off and, and tried to kill the game there towards the end. Um, so they fired a lot more possession. But, and even attacking. They knew where the spaces were because they knew where the runs that they were making were on offense. And they knew where the spaces were. And all of a sudden, you see Sheridan Shakiri getting the ball in the half space. Um, you know, between the lines with nothing but space around him and ability to work. And all of a sudden you're getting one twos with overlapping runs from the fullback and the right winger and Miguel Navarro is making overlapping runs. And it's just so much better. The crossing was terrible. Don't get me wrong. The service tonight was absolutely atrocious from the fire. But the other stuff was really good. And and I don't know why you think you can throw away 45 minutes like that and be competitive. 
Paul. And, 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 mm-hmm. uh, and let me tell you what, the fire are incredibly lucky that I'm not credentialed because I would be all over Frank Kolopas in that postgame presser tonight. Um, I, 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 I think this is Mark one of a guy who, and he said he doesn't, I don't know if he said it, you know, but it, it is very well known that Frank Klopas doesn't want to be a manager. So why is he there? And and you can say like, oh, he wants to be a servant of the club. The ser- the best thing to do as a servant of the club is to make sure that the team has a manager who wants to be there. That's that's job one. If you, if I if if you believe that Frank Klopas loves the club so much and and wants to help them be the best club they can be. Why are you the manager when you don't want to be there? Well, who else wants to take the job this season? It doesn't matter. Someone who wants to be there. Who no, wants... I don't think anyone wants to be at the fire right now. That's the thing. So you're stuck with Klopas, and that's that's probably that's part a, of the a, reason that's why. That's a different I... conversation to have. But, like, the other thing is we've been down this Frank Klopas road twice before. You know, put C.J. Brown in charge. Call up the head coach of Fire 2 and have him be the job, do the job. At least he's a head coach. Not somebody who wants to go through the coaching while also doing none of the, you know, having none of the responsibility, like being an assistant. None of the pressure. I, 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 it was a bad hire when they made it. They won some games playing, sticking in large part offensively to the way Ezra Hendrickson has wanted them to play. Have you noticed a difference, by the way, when they were winning games versus the start of the season when they were playing well and then giving up at the end and collapsing at the end? Have you noticed a, 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 a tactical difference at all? between the way Ezra Hendrickson wanted them to play and the way they're playing now? Because I haven't. No, not really. It's just a lot more experimental. It really is a lot more experimental with Klopas, but at its core, it's still still Ezra. It's still Ezra Ball at its core. Right. And and let me tell you something about this team. When they're winning... um, you know, there's there's no reason. There was no reason. I think. I think. the The only thing that has improved uh, since Andre Hendrickson has been fired is communication. Clearly, they like. But but at its core, the concepts are the same, right? Mm-hmm. So fine. But then when Frank Clopas decides, I want to do something different and play a back three because it's all the rage everywhere, right? You know, it's at some point he's gonna stick a a a central. Mid- he's gonna have Gaston Jimenez play right back, and then have him tuck into the midfield. You know what? I'm all for it. Actually, no, I hate. I, 
I want to strangle Mikel Arteta every time he does that. And, you know, you're not Manchester City. The only team that can do that is Manchester City. Stop it. It's especially after Gaston Jimenez's performance. You know what? Yeah, he was really bad in Los Angeles, and he has games like that. But let's not pretend he doesn't do – when he's on, he doesn't perform. Yeah. Right, like he'll have one or two games a season, like in Los Angeles, and, and it's terrible. Um, but they really, they really did miss his passing tonight. I thought that's a, a, another thing is that Dumbia is a better tackler than Gaston Jimenez, and a worse passer, and a better passer than Federico Navarro. And, was, and he almost scored a goal. And he, and he almost scored a goal. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but, and, and that was in the second half when they were all playing better. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's very, it, this is very upsetting to me. I know you came in and started laughing and I, I, I sort of said what I had to say. Um, if the what are what are your thoughts on everything I just said and maybe some things I didn't? Well, say. I I'm I'm surprised because usually you're the positive one. I think this is the current state of the club where it finally broke you, and it's a little bit sad to be quite honest. And for me, it's it's disappointing, but again, I don't have any sort of expectations. But you've you've um you've had to write on the board though pretty much. I'm um I'm surprised it just came out swinging like this. It's a shame that you know there's a certain baseball team over here in Chicago that has come out swinging. But and no, it's things have to change though. But you know, in regards with Klopas, the moment when the club announced that he was going to be here for the rest of the season, I knew like that's it. That's basically it. Season's gone. And while I do think that CJ Brown probably would have made a better appointment than Klopas at the end of the day. I don't think, and I'm not knocking down C.J. Brown, you know, going from Chicago House to a fire is quite a bit step. And, you know, you can probably also say the same with Ezra as well. Um, the Tacoma defenders or Seattle Sounders, too, whatever they're called now, going from USL to MLS is also quite a big step. I guess, you know, no, no one at the club right now or back then, I should say, was prepared to take over. And no one outside the club wanted to take over. Kolpas, for better or worse, was the only one with any sort of, quote-unquote, actual MLS experience. And that's where we're at right now. And I think this all could have been avoided a long, long time ago, preseason. And you honestly just can't help but laugh. By getting it by... by, by signing Kai Kamara and another striker. Yeah. And then that's another thing. Relying on Kamara from the get-go. No, he can't start. You can't start you... Kai Kamara. 
regardless of who is head coach, you can't start Kai Kamara. That's that's the thing. He's he's there for a smash and grab. He's there for like the last moment clutch winning with goal. He's you know, he, I'm not downplaying his abilities. He's he's one of the best players, you know, MLS have ever produced have you know has ever seen, but he he's just not a starter at this point. I I agree with you. And but... it's and yeah, that that's that's just it. It's it's just like all these experimentations with the tactics, all these questionable, you know, whether you like it or not, you know, starting players, starting players in certain positions. Um and I don't know. I, I think this season's just been one giant experiment for the fire. But like and it, I I get that and I understand. I I I have been consistent in coming back to 2024 being the year, right? It's when hopefully if you can keep Gutierrez over the winter, it's when Gutierrez should emerge as the guy. You've got it, it should be time for Victor Bezerra and Alex Mones and, you know, Justin Reynolds to an extent, those guys who are currently sitting at the bottom of the roster and not getting any, getting any playing time. That's the year for them. The red, the red jerseys are coming back next year. We know that if it, and by the way, if it's just a red palette swap with, um, Vancouver's shirts. Um, that would be really cool. Where it's like red with white and like the navy, or um, I guess it doesn't even have to be navy anymore. The the municipal blue, the third color of the trim, and maybe you know on the on the shoulders or whatever. Um, that would be awesome because Vancouver's uniforms are just fire kits. I don't know if you noticed that tonight. Um, if it's your first time seeing the Vancouver Whitecaps this season. Uh, but those are fire kits that they're wearing, just colored in their colors. Um, so, it, and, and if that's the case, um, release them on the anniversary and wear them on the anniversary game. Release them early and have them be on the anniversary game. Just do that. And then, you know, get people excited uh, for next season, because next season is the season where it matters. Next season is a full season of Lionel Messi in your conference, right? So you'll have to play him twice. Um, next season, hopefully, you have a GM and a manager who want to do the job and can do the job. I think... Um, no, I, I think next season should start now, especially with the younger kids. I, I mean, this season's already shot, but no, you, you start playing Bazzari, you start playing Reynolds, you start playing Monas. You say that they're shot, but... I, I know, yeah. Look, they're, they're, still in, they're still <laughs> above the playoff line. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but we should point out that they're still above the playoff line. And every team below them and above them, because Montreal also lost. Miami tied. 
Well, right. And that's not good enough for Miami. There's going to be a lot of, t- I, I, I fear or feel, I suppose, that there are a lot of ties in Inter Miami's future. Just based on, you know, some of their things. Um, so I don't know, RJ. It's just it nights like this, like because if we know better, how does Frank Klopas not know better? Well, he doesn't have two thousand hours of football manager love by um I don't have two thousand hours worth of football manager either, <laughs> but I know better. Like what team is he watching? His his old tapes from the Montreal days. That's what he's watching. Christ. Honestly, that's not far from the truth. If you compare side by side, yeah, an Aspire team with that Montreal squad, yeah, it, which by the way had Kai Kamara on it yeah. at some point, <laughs> I believe. Um, but yeah, like Kamara's Drogba. Like I, I, I'm picking up what you're throwing down to you. Um, let's do something a little bit happier uh, before we continue on the misery train. Let's thank our. Uh... I was just going to thank our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/TheLantern, who help us by uh, keeping the lights on and keeping the microphone working, and keeping me happy. Uh, to uh, provide content for you. Uh, Tim Hotze, Caleb Barron, Stephen D. Salmon, Alyssa Scarpilli, Jeff Mettendorf, Tim W., Will Getzeolis, Chaucer's Dog, Mark Jerkakis, Doug, Sean Click, Shai Smargan, Cameron Benga, MMC, Ron Bandish, Audrius, Kyle Johansson, Adam Todd, Liam Harding, Jonathan Robb, David May, Cristiano EEUU, Joseph, Chris Lintot, Rob Bordigan, Sam Mitten, Craig Tower. Thank you for subscribing. I feel like uh, at some point I should. Uh, whatchamacallit? I should uh, yeah, do a uh, recording and just insert it into the episode. But I'll wait until we have. 30 if we ever get to 30 i'll start pre-taping that but until then we're doing it live baby uh so um is there anything you want to bring up about la we did touch on guest on jimenez a little bit um well hyro torres showed some spark but that wasn't enough so true like you have to give credit to the kid so i just wanted to bring that quickly um sad state affairs with the galaxy we're looking right now that stadium was really empty i mean i i think uh, i tweeted well out, again that's, an- was... that's another game by the way that the fire should have won against a really yeah. poor la galaxy team correct I, I mean yeah as i said to someone on uh the twitter xverse whatever you want to call it it's it's a battle of two bombs from their respective conference and it was really sad to see i mean yes the fire haven't won against the galaxy since 2010 but well, you know look the one in la too proper, yeah. but it's but, still but, two proper clubs sure. two proper MLS clubs sure. that's i don't know 
just the state of everything right now. Yeah, you're a big believer in the um the zeitgeist of MLS and like American soccer and and you know you are you are the arbiter of football heritage. So I mean, but yeah, it's it's like and I, I know we're probably going off. I mean, it's it's wonderful seeing the LAFCs, um, the Nashvilles, um, but at the same time though, I mean looking at the current state of the old guard, it's just really, really it's just sad. It's I, I think this is you know, from a Premier League standpoint, and I'm not going to bring up your team, but it's, you know, just seeing a lot of washed teams up, you know, just like Manchester United. I, I'm not comparing, you know, LA Galaxy or Chicago to Manchester United, but you know what I mean. I do. Um. Anyway, um, yeah, that's some meta commentary for, for MLS. And... Sure. I'm... I'm I'm still really sad over the last couple of games. Just, um, just be like me. Just accept it. Just accept everything is bad. And once you transcend it through that plane, it's not that bad. I mean, it's it it's pretty bad, RJ. I know it's I know it's bad, but right. it's not that bad once you've accepted it. Well, I mean, it the few let's let's look at the soccer future immediate for the Chicago Fire. They have a playoff six pointer against DC on Saturday. Uh, then next week they have a playoff six pointer, the big one against Montreal, uh, in Montreal. So. How are we? How are we? Let's let's stick with DC United. We can talk about Montreal next week. How are you feeling specifically about the DC game? DC, uh, I believe I said they lost today. Uh, I've got MLS three hundred and sixty up on the on the old telly. Uh, DC United, I believe they lost today, right? Uh, look it up because I can't see it because I'm stupid. Uh, they oh. they did not play. They were off today. They were off this week. Uh, so they have two weeks to get there. Um, this week they were off. They did not play this midweek. Uh, so they played on the 26th and they will play on September 2nd um, in D.C. The Fire have to go to the District of Columbia, where, if you can recall, the last time the Fire were in a playoff race, um, they fell down and had to go away to play D.C. late in the season. They fell down 2-0 and then Sebastian Grzegini basically single-handedly scored three goals and won the game for them. Well, it's it's going to be a really tough match to predict, to be quite honest, because United arguably has the worst squad, but what they're doing right now is on par with that squad and on par with Rooney's coaching abilities. They they are playing the way Wayne Rooney wants them to play, which is average, right? But but I mean, 
they buy in and they believe in his system. And sometimes it works. Yeah, right? sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, they have a real striker and a real, you know, number nine in Christian Benteke. I wish the fire had Christian Benteke. Um, yeah, this D- DC thing is going to be a problem. The, the The good news for the fire is that DC also play with a back three, which as we know, as we saw in the first 45 minutes and every other time the fire have used it, is extremely exploitable by their wide players. And the fire's wide players just happen to be the best players on the team. So there's there's going to be space for Brian Gutierrez and Marin Holly Selassie to work. That is the big, I don't know if you want to call it saving grace for the club, but it is it, it is certainly um a mark in their favor. And it really depends on how the fire, you know, their formation really. If, yeah. if they, if, yeah, if they play a traditional, proper formation, not this, uh, and I, I have defended the back three, so it is on record, but not this nonsense back three shenanigans that uh, Clopas is trying to pull them. I think the fire have a chance, but if Clopas wants to experiment again against a potential, I mean, this is, I mean, on both on paper. And out on the field, this is a very, you know, winnable game. It just depends on a lot of factors. I don't know. It's hard to just, it's just hard to predict. I, I think this, this game could either go either way or it can just end up as a draw. Just, it really depends. I, I agree with you. Um, I think that they will win the fire. Um, I think that it's going to be tough. Um, but but this is, uh, of all the games that they've played since they've been back, this is the one, this is the must win. Uh, next week is the must win. I don't think the messy game is the must, is a must win, but like it's a home game, I guess. It's probably it probably won't be a home game if you catch my drift. I mean, yeah, and I also don't think Messi will play. It's just way too close for international pictures for him. Um, I agree, but it, it, I think it's fifty fifty. I think he'll. I think he'll. He'll be on the bench, and if it's tied, or uh. They're down. He'll come in for the last 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, you mentioned it earlier. They did draw earlier today. So. I mean, that was a Nashville game. I mean, that was Nashville out for revenge. And they've, they've, uh, they've done their job in neutralizing. Right. But, but remember I, I what I said, and, and my math might be slightly unforgiving here but if they draw two games their playoff hopes are basically done and this was one you know i i I think you're gonna have to have about 45 50 points to make the playoffs 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I don't, I still don't know if they can do it. Um, I think that will do it for us today. Uh, I think we are going to go on and get out of here. Um, unless you've got any last things to say. No. You think we got everything? No, not not really. I mean, I, I always have football meta commentary, but we can save that for the end of the season. Yeah, I guess. Um, probably. Anyway, that will do it for us. You can find us on Twitter at the Hotcast. You can find me on Twitter at Rubentish. You can find RJ on Twitter. Uh, at RGA underscore zero two. You can also find the both of us on Blue Sky and Threads. If and, you have it. and Threads, uh, same usernames. Uh, I'm Ruben Tish uh, at uh, Ruben Tish dot B Sky dot social. I assume you're RGA underscore zero two. You're one of those dot B Sky dot social. And he's also RGA underscore zero two on Threads. I am. Ruin Tish on threads. You can also support the show over at patreon.com slash the lantern. Uh, a dollar gets you a shout out on these shows. And um, I've been thinking about doing a QA. I don't know when the next, uh, maybe during the uh, international break, I'll put out a call for questions for us and then we can do that how about how does that sound rj yeah sounds fun yeah sounds like a refresher soccer related or unsoccer fun non-soccer related you can ask us about video games or canned coffee or whatever Uh, anyway that's going to do it for us next week the fire will be playing Uh, against DC United at the weekend, and we will talk all about it and go through all of the playoff math, should there be playoff math to go through. And RJ, who has already given up on the season, will be exasperated, because why would we do playoff math if the season's already over? I have an agenda against math, as proven in the last episode. So anyway... um... We will see we and RJ's agenda against math. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Stay in school, please. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. (laughs)